Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle here with my uh, friend, uh, Alfonso Rachel. We shoot uh, both these shows on the same day, neither of which are the day that you get to watch them. But on this particular day, it's uh, Alfonso's birthday, so everybody wish him a happy birthday. Zoe, how does it feel to finally be out of your teens? Oh, man, I'm telling you, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Want to be like you when I grow up, man. Oh, well, you got a long, lot, lot, you got a lot of years ahead of you there, young man. And uh, are, are you thinking about maybe getting your driver's license uh, some, someday soon here? Driver's license? Oh, man. I, I, I have privilege to drive. I don't know what I need a license for. I got privilege. <laughs> you need your, you need, I'll get you your supersonic jet, jet pilot license. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Real goals. Absolutely. Anyway, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Um, so I was um, I decided to leave California, go visit the United States for the Fourth of mm. July because it's you know it's America's birthday, and I thought I might as well be in America when it happened. Mm. And um, and I realized that there's an and, and this probably isn't news to as many people watching this as it is to maybe guys like you and me who live in big cities, especially this big city. Mm. But what I found again and again and again, and always charged me up, is that is that the heart of the country really is just astonishingly sound. You know, really, despite all of this insanity, it's sound. And I came back and I started watching. Sometimes I'll watch like a uh, like somebody will do a compilation of like the most woke TikTok videos, mm. and then I come back and I realize, no, nah, this 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 planet's gone. This country's just lost its mind. Mm. It's being it's being run by people who have obvious deep psychological issues, major, major ones. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I thought maybe we could talk about today is this idea of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did a, a, a Moving Back to America segment talking about what happened in New York. Uh, New York after the war was the center of the world and, and, you know, madman New York and, you know, law and order and pretty much everything. And then mm-hmm. as we started getting away from that reality and everybody thinking, well, this is just the natural state of things, New York became a, a, a pit, became a murder pit, had the number one murder capital, not only in the country, but in the world for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And then as reality hit New Yorkers, they decided, well, hell, things have gotten so bad, we might even vote for a Republican. Along comes Rudy Giuliani, Bill Braxton, they turned it around for 15, 20 years. And then again, uh, after a while, people think that's the natural state of things. They elect a communist. Uh, <laughs> de Blasio, basically, with the pandemic and Floyd, has destroyed New York City. And now as we write this, uh, the choice looks like it's going to be between either a, a, a black Democrat who's a, a, a cop running on a law and order platform or Curtis Lewa, who is basically a law and order do-it-yourself guy. And um, and and that's, that's tremendous to me. So what I really wanted to talk to you about today was this idea of reality and how Reality can be turned away, and uh, and and you can you can elect not to take reality's call, and you can kind of ghost reality and not answer the text, and you know, and all the rest of it. But sooner or later, sooner or later, it is going to arrive in a way that is not going to be something that you can dismiss. And it seems to me that things are getting much crazier, much faster, and that means that they're going to hit the wall of reality harder. And quicker, and the harder and quicker that reality comes into conflict with these ideas, the better it's going to be for all of us. Indeed, man. And um, you know, when we have, you know, a lot of folks will look at uh, Rudy Giuliani and say Rudy Giuliani came in and really turned that state around and stuff like that, which is which is great. Um, but what happens when you have when people have this dependency on a, a politician or for government to make sure that a, a state or a nation is run run right? It's not sustainable, mm-hmm. right? It's that stuff still has to be maintained 
in the culture. That has to be maintained between me and between you and our, our friends, our, our neighborhoods and stuff like that, our families. Because um, that's how that complacency sets in. Uh, you know, as you would use the analogy, man, you got to mow the lawn. Yeah. You know, we we have to maintain our freedoms. It's not just, it's like, I understand we live in a, in a, in a represented uh, republic in this constitutional republic, but, but still on a cultural level, if you don't maintain that stuff and make that the ongoing fashion, then it will go out of style and people will start to look for something else. They get either complacent or, you know, um, or what have you, just be, they become numb to it and they, they, they don't, they forget how things can be. And, you know, in between that and the news media and the, the news media has got to have something to talk about, you know, mm -hmm. if it bleeds, leads and all that sort of stuff. And then there has to be some drama in the entertainment industry. And, you know, we do look at the nation and yeah, it's 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 sound. Sure it is. But we do have some problems. I personally like to look on the bright side, you know, and say, hey, man, you know, uh, this is a reality, too. I don't let, you know, negativity affirm my reality. This is what it is, and I don't want to be governed by fear, by my own perception, and I don't want people going into office and making policies based on fears and stuff like that. There's a healthy amount of concern to have and stuff like that, but you know, people just governing based on fear, that's no way to govern. Um, so when we have these things that go like this in the culture, politicians are going to capitalize on that, and before you know it, we got politicians making it legal and exacerbating problems that we have. And then it turns into a downward spiral and people's like, hey, man, maybe we need to do something different. So just to, to, to a long story short, I'm just saying, you know, we look at politicians and say, hey, remember how it was under this guy? I say, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But we have to, we, freedom isn't free. Yeah, that's <laughs> freedom, right. freedom has to be maintained. And so that's we right. have to keep a, a level perspective on it. Yeah. It, it, virtuous people elect relatively virtuous politicians. And mm. when things get really bad, it's a way of life rubbing our noses in the mess so that we, uh, mm. whether we have internal virtue or not, we basically try to do something about it. But mm. uh, one of the things I've noticed is, as I've gone through life is that there are certain classes of people that, that seem to be largely virtuous because they are so close to reality. Farmers, as I used in the example of the show I just recorded, uh, I, I don't know of any point in, far, in history ever, in any history of any society ever, 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 where the farmers were the ones that went rotten. It was always the people who were furthest away from the farm, meaning the furthest away from the reality. This is what you have to do if you want milk in the morning. This is what you have to do if you want to have seed corn. This is what you want. This is what you have to do if you want to have hamburger for dinner. The further away from reality you get, the easier it is for you to believe in these bad ideas and the further away from virtue you stray because the way the world is constructed, virtue is, is the best... Um, it's the best code. It's the best software for dealing with reality mm. in a world in a world where there is, in fact, ideas of, of absolute right and wrong and absolute justice, whether they're whether they're adhered to or not. Virtuous people, common sense people, and and it, all of these things kind of coalesce into something that actually works as well as it can work here on planet Earth. I'm struck continuously by the fact that the people who are the most active proponents of these terrible evil ideas are people like uh, media giants that live in in uh, New York skyscrapers or tech billionaires who have no conception of reality whatsoever and didn't before they became billionaires. Mm. You know, the kind of people that go into tech 
generally tend to be a little bit Aspergery. You know, they they, they don't they don't really understand. I'm not I'm generalizing, obviously, but it's a fair generalization. They're not super good with people. They go into into tech because they can connect with the machines on sort of a non-emotional level. Next thing you know, they've got all these powers over actual real people. Movie stars are about as far away from reality as you can possibly get, and they go around blathering all of these platitudes to make them to 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 act the role of a real person. And I, I keep coming back to this idea that 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 the further you are from the actual door-to-door, day-to-day reality, the dumber you can become. And the more prosperous and secure a society becomes, the more room there is between you and that door with the wolf outside and the dumber you can become until finally – that whole thing just kind of collapses, and now everybody's roasting rats over spits on burning <laughs> tires in the middle of the streets. And now, all of a sudden, we realize, no, there are timeless truths, and and uh, and and now reality will have its say. Sure, man. And, uh, you know, let me ask you this. Could it also be a point of, you know, we have these tech giants, and, and whether it be actors or news media people— what if their what if their whole approach is also an act of vengeance? What if these were the people who just weren't the cool people in high school and and or or and were were left out or bullied and picked on and and they and they've been motivated? That's a great point. You know, because I've seen it myself. I remember. That's a you know, great point. <laughs> you know, because I mean, despite me ditching a whole lot of school, and one of the reasons why I did so much school is because it just wasn't. I, did, I just didn't fit in. And mm-hmm. I've gone through that phase of where it's like, you wait, man, one of these days, you know, I'm going to be a big star, whichever, man. And and we and I see a lot of that, you know, in, in the music industry, you know, where uh, musicians go in and they talk about women like dogs. And yeah, it's just a commodity that they'll be able to afford someday. Right. You know, I mean, and just no matter what, the, the, the motivation is just sour, you know, and they talk about it because for them, it's an act of vengeance. All the girls that didn't give me any play like back in the day or anything like that. And now I'll look at me, I got, I'll show them. And, you know, I wonder if it's the same thing with because I remember, you know, the jocks used to pick on the drama kids and all yep. that sort of stuff like that. The, 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 the marching band got picked on and I was in marching band. I remember how it was, I, you know, so. You know, I remember those days and I, I wonder, did they take that stuff into their adult life and now it's just, it's, it's a vengeance switch that they just can't shut off? That's a really, really, really interesting insight. Uh, certainly, I think that, that that's got to be a big part of, of, of the tech people. People who, who are good with, with machines and tech are bad with people and because they're bad mm. with people, they get picked on a lot. And I'm, sure they, I'm sure they have a lot of resentment towards the rest of humanity. Mm. I suspect when you come to people like musicians and actors, performers, it's not so much that they're driven by revenge so much as they're driven by a, just an a, a overwhelming desire for, for uh, affirmation. Mm. You know, they feel not so much, I don't think they feel so much revenge as they just feel like they're not really there. Okay. And as long as there's a light on them and people are noticing them, and especially if people are applauding them, then they get uh, they get what they want, but but both of these both all of these cases high level politicians, high level media people, high level tech people, high level entertainment people mm-hmm. are about as far away from from everyday life as it's possible to be, and so much power has been concentrated in their hands. Although another thing that we should be um, happy about as just regular people who you know who who have no particular axe to grind against the rest of regular people, don't really need them to worship us or or do what we tell them to. It should be reassuring to all of us that at the very least, in terms of the entertainment crowd and the political crowd, uh, their control over us may seem to be increasing, but it's it's actually not. As we as we 
turn into a gig economy, things like unions and regulations, they can try to enforce them, that they're just unenforceable. But I, I do want to come to this idea of, of, of reality because to me, it kind of ties into so many things we've talked about before, that there is an unassailable external truth, and you may not like it, and you may be able to deny it, but that doesn't mean you can make it go away. It just means that you have to do more and more impressive mental gymnastics to pretend <laughs> that it's not there. And, you know, and when we talk about this, um, this truth, you know, whether it be external or internal, you know, I, I, I would hope that people would ponder this. And just like you said, it's this truth that doesn't go away. Now, truth itself, if, if we think about truth itself, truth can be whatever anybody decides they want it to be, unfortunately. Um, and but we we know that truth is one of those things where you, you can't make up truth. Truth is no. its own is its own thing. And I would That's go right. as, I would go as far as to say truth is its own person. Truth does not die. And truth itself, people would have to people would have to rely on truth having to testify to itself, testify on its own behalf that it does not die. See, that's where, and I hope folks can understand it, when we talk about preserving this republic and how do we actually go forth with making sure that we remain sound and push towards this perfect union, in order to do that, we really have to agree on what truth is. And it's, as you said, truth does not die. And truth will have to testify on its behalf that, hey, guess what? I don't die and you don't get to make up what truth is. That's right. See, we have a collapse of our of, of things when people decide what their own truth is. That's why the Lord himself, who is the truth, he says, look, man, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And guess what? You can't kill me. All right. I have come back to testify on my behalf. Yeah, that's right. You can no, ignore me, but but you but, can't make me go away. As, and as we say, just in the natural, we can see that if something is true, it does not die. And that's why I offer fo for folks the prescription. If we're trying to get this on the right track and we're trying to preserve this republic, there is a place of agreement. I can only offer it. You know, that's mm -hmm. all I'm offering. That's what we're trying to do because people want perspective on, well, what is it that we can do to help preserve our, repu our, our, repu our republic? That's my prescription. That's what I prescribe. One of the things that also kind of reinforces this case is if you let, let's get out of politics completely, or even get out of morality for a second. Mm -hmm. I mean, science science is a method. Science is a way of thinking about things that allows you to ping external reality, allows you to send out a pulse. That reality is out there, and mm -hmm. and depending on how good your experiment is or your method is, the 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 more correct information you'll get back. You're basically querying reality and asking reality what it's really made out of. Mm -hmm. And, and science is as effective as it has been because of that. But one of the reasons that we're in so much trouble even with science now, let's just take two examples, right? If we want to take the, the whole issue of climate change, the whole idea that the word climate change is, a, is in itself an, a, an oxymoron. It is an anti-scientific term. It's not just an mm -hmm. unscientific term. It's an anti-scientific term. Climate yes. has been changing since there's been climate. But, <laughs> but, but what I'm talking about in the specific case of climate change is people are using computer models in order to influence people's behaviors. And they're saying that the models say that if we don't do this, if you don't do what we tell you, then these terrible things will happen. But those computer models not only don't agree with reality, they're often contradicted by reality and people think that the map is the territory. And so the very idea of depending on a computer model is 
in some large way essentially retreating from science because now they're pinging a model and the model is not reality. The model's the model. And, and we saw this also with, with the COVID situation where there was no scientific rigor. In fact, there was the opposite of scientific rigor just in terms of determining who actually died of the, of the disease of, of COVID-19. You find that people who would die on the way to the hospital because they're having a heart attack, they test positive for COVID-19, that's a COVID-19 death. Many times we find things now like people had fever or temperature, that must be COVID, that's a COVID death. When all of this started, I could see it coming, this is long before I got into politics, mm. but even 30 years ago, 40 years ago, I could tell something was wrong when people would start saying something like, look, that's just the truth, and they would say, well, that's your truth. You know, that's your truth. My truth is different. And and then I realize you're not talking about the truth. You're talking about opinions. Mm-hmm. And we can have differences of opinions. And you can, through the power of persuasion and evidence and logic and data, convince me that my opinion about the truth is wrong. And if you can, I'll change my mind. But however imperfectly we understand it, reality is still there. And it's not a question of your reality or my reality. I forget who this quote belongs to. I really should know it, but it's it's it's, it's some everybody else is going to know who said it. But basically, somebody said, "You're entitled to your own opinions, but you're not entitled to your own facts." Mm-hmm. And and this is the world that we've come into now—a world where reality is so far away. Do you believe whatever you want to? I saw some of these. Um, People, uh, mostly like very young people in their in their late teens or early twenties, wearing like this this kind of super bizarre TikTok makeup, you know, lecturing <laughs> me on what uh, what gender fluidity means. How in the morning I might either be bisexual or non-sexual, but by the evening I might change to being more masculine oriented, and so on. And they're giving me this whole lecture about things, and I realized to myself, my first thought was not, oh, "I hate these people." My first thought was, "Here's a person who's never been hungry. Here's a person who's never been cold. Here's a person who's never been in pain, and here's a person who's never had to work for anything in their life ever," because these kind of this kind of mental energy channeled into something that is so frivolous and so um, ephemeral. and It's like nailing smoke to the wall. I want to invent an entirely new gender just for me. Pay attention to me. I'm going to invent a new gender for myself that only I have. Okay, that's the sign of a civilization that's got too much time on its hands, man. Right. The idle hands, man. Idle hands. Idle hands. Yeah. Right? What is it? You got nothing else to do than sit and think about this. If we were starving mm-hmm. and you had to go out there in the morning before sunrise and take a stick and try to make a hole in the frozen earth to plant seeds so we can maybe get through the winter, you wouldn't have time to worry about this. It'd be very clear for you. And 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 they they think that, well, those days will never come. They're gone forever. Uh, mm. No. It doesn't work like that. You can reach a tipping point where enough people have enough anti-realism beliefs that the entire structure comes down, at least for them. Yes, indeed, man. And, you know, um, it, it go, uh, you remind me of uh, like when you were talking about uh, the, the, the climate change issue, you know, and just how people are twisting things up, you know, uh, here in the, uh, the, in the in the desert area, man. Uh, it gets, you know, like 123 degrees, you know, we get that 123 uh, degree heat and you got the, the the environmentalists who will use that as a model 
to say that, see, we've got global warming, we've got climate change, look, we've got extreme heat. I'm like, dude, it's the desert. It's supposed to be hot here. And you're trying to sucker the world into thinking that this is what the global temperature is looking like and this is what we're up against. Make Taking a measurement from the desert. You know, so this is normal temperatures in the desert. So, but it's it's things like that that people will use to set up this, uh, you know, this this fear mongering that, that that they have. And you know, even when we're talking about um, you know the the transgender issue, another just man made. It's not even a construct, man. It's it's totally, and it's not even deconstructing. It's it's a it's a full on nuking of a biological and spiritual truth. As I've said before, this is this is God, and this is the first thing that He says about us. Because God, He's already laid down the science. Hey, when you guys were like thinking that you were brilliant because you found out that in order to have life, you got to have water and stuff like that, and you're scanning way out into deep field in the universe looking for planets with with water on them because you made a brilliant discovery that there's water that, that takes water to have life. Man, I put that in the first pages of the Bible. It's in the first pages of Genesis. You're going to need air. You're going to need light. You're going to need a medium. You're going to need water. I already said that, right? And this is the first thing I'm going to say about you. You're a man and you're a woman. It's a biological, spiritual truth. And they're going to turn around and try to mess with that. But here's the thing. When people are given over to these ideas, you will have a collapse of the nation. I mean, I'd like to think that we're a far way off from that. But Sometimes a lot of actually a lot of times throughout history when nations are going to crumble it don't take that long once no, that no. once that that uh, uh moral natural rebellion <clears throat> rebelling rebelling against the natural sets in it starts to collapse like a big fault line and that can happen here you know take a cue from from the word of God when it's talking about Sodom and Gomorrah Sodom and Gomorrah sure it may be a, it may have been a bunch of uh you know gender confused sexually perverse and twisted people but don't think that these were just some limp wristed panty waste that were living in Sodom Sodom and Gomorrah the heathen nations and these were heathens that surrounded them even they even they were calling out to God saying, hey, can you do something about this? Because these people are crazy. I'm talking crazy, oppressive to where God had to pour out fire, where the angel said the airstrike is right here. So when you have a nation that is more and more given over to the idea that people can be fluid with their gender and stuff like that, that is a spiritual, emotional, and mental crack up. Some of these people, yeah, they haven't really faced any adversity, but some of these people have had something come against their emotion or their mind that has compromised them in many facets of their lives. And unfortunately, you will have those who haven't had struggles that need some sort of that latch on to a struggle to validate themselves with. You know, they gotta be down for the struggle and, and yeah, play yeah. up the struggle. So yeah. we've got, man, it's a it's a perfect storm that's forming that, you know, we definitely should be mindful of. Well, I'd just like to close by saying, again, I did go visit America for several days. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I, I really have to be careful about how I say this, not because I don't wanna offend anybody on the left, I just don't wanna be misunderstood by anybody on the right. Mm-hmm. When I say that the, that the that the the core of the country, the heart of the country, is is still strong, I'm not mm. for a second trying to say hey, we're not in any trouble. There's nothing to worry about. Mm. But what I am saying is, is that all of this froth is where all of the attention is. This is mm-hmm. like the sparkly things that magicians use in order to pull your attention away. And all of our eyes are constantly on all of this stuff, and you know, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. But when you get out into the world, you find that people are kind to each other. Generally speaking, yes. 
far more than you would expect if you listen to these to these people preaching their religion of 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 anti-reality and you find that 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 these ideas and these um, psychoses and these pathologies are largely confined to to cities because that's where mm-hmm. you are most far away from nature uh I had a chance to drive with a chance to ride with a lifelong hero of mine. That in itself was an experience. But we were in a two-seat razor, you know, one of these super advanced kind of um, ATVs. We just drove up into the mountains for an hour. We drove back for an hour. Didn't get to say much. Didn't want to say much. But <laughs> um, when you are out there in the middle of, of of pine forests, way out in the middle of pine forests, there comes a certain amount of tranquility. Uh, at least for me, and I think probably for most people, I think the people that live there have this automatically, but for people like me who live under the volcano here, uh, it's, a, it's a refreshing change. And that tranquility is the sense that looking around at all of these mountains and these trees and this beautiful air and all of this, it's like, this is here and they can't touch it. I know they think they can, and I know we worry that they will, but they can't. It's, it's this, this is here and this is real, and they, despite the, the, the ego diseases that they have, are not powerful enough to strip the mountains away. And, and that should be a source of, of great strength for all of us who are shaking our heads and, and hanging on by our fingernails. What I would just say to all of you out there watching this is that no matter how shaky the, the things get. Uh, we we do have our feet on on granite, on solid ground, and that's not going anywhere. The only thing that can happen is we can let go. Mm. That's the only real danger we face, right? Is the danger that we let go ourselves, that we let these crazy people and these insane storms of insanity, these these typhoons of madness, that 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 we become convinced that they're uh, irresistible, and and we let go of our grasp of reality and virtue and truth, and then we get blown away like the rest of them. But if we decide that we're not going to do that, then they can't touch us. Amen, man. It's that's that's the thing to do. And you know, be careful that uh, you know the thing that you ground yourself on is know the difference between what's solid rock and what's you know sand. Uh, yeah, that's you right. You know, we, we got to know the difference, and there's a foundation to be built on. And, and uh, you know, if we really want to preserve this republic, you know, this God-given republic, and and uh, you know, our our you know, our rights and, you know, this right to sanity <laughs> that we have that people are trying to take away from it. And I hear you, man. We don't want to concentrate on, you know, don't let these fears of, of uh, you know, uh, the, the propaganda from the mainstream media and new, whether news and entertainment media and, and those who have these, these influences, you know, great influences um, uh, over people, the, the education system and, and whatnot. You know, we don't want to give in to those things, you know, not be governed by fear. You know, you yep. want to make sure that you maintain uh, uh, your peace of mind and 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 keep a grip on the author of peace himself. And, uh, you know, because even, because once again, Bill, if we have our own ideas of peace, we got a lot of people out there who got their own ideas of peace and it causes a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, people's ideas of peace, their ideas of, of love, their idea, you know, you got people out there talking about love wins while they're throwing uh, Molotov cocktails in the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's, it's like, really? Is that your idea of love? Yeah, there's a standard. Exactly. You know, that's yeah. what it comes down to. So, folks, if you're if you're looking at this, uh, 
I don't even know how to describe it. If, it. Right now, it seems to me that we're standing in the middle of a hurricane that is surrounded by a firestorm that is also undergoing an earthquake. Uh, <laughs> and and if you find that if you find that uh, you see sand blowing away over there, and you see buildings collapsing over there, and you and you and you see things burning over here. But the place that you're standing is stable and secure, then don't move. And if it turns out that the place you're standing in emotionally is getting rattled or blown away and you see someplace else that doesn't seem to be moving, go there. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> that'll do it for this edition of The Virtue Signal, made possible by our members here at BillWhittle.com. Uh, happy birthday to our, our, my friend and colleague, uh, uh, Alfonso Rachel. And we'll see you next time right here on The Virtue Signal. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in for some Sledge Covers, where I put a sledge edge on songs from back in the day, particularly from the 70s and the 80s. Bell bottoms to parachute pants, baby. If you dig what you hear, you can download all these songs for free, or drop a buck in a guitar case if you like. I wouldn't mind that. You can also check out original 20-pound sledge jams, too. You can also download all those for free, or make a donation. Thank you so much for supporting. Links are in the description field. Sledge on! <laughs>
okay, song stopped. What's up? Man, I feel kind of silly singing the quad diddly quad quad parts. Really? Yeah. Actually, you know what's really silly, man? What? You in here talking to yourself and posting it online. And playing with yourself, too. I play the instruments myself. Don't get it twisted, pervert. I know you are, but what am I? I'll give you a hint. I'm you. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. Want to get back to that silly sing-along, hmm?